A lot of different angles to the Andrew Luck retirement. It's not even 24 hours old yet. There's still, it's, uh, it is, uh, it's, it's still new news, I think, to, uh, to a lot of folks. And uh, there are certainly gambling angles to it. And to talk about that aspect of it and a whole lot more gambling angles is we are, we're into college football season now. And um, week one of the NFL season is uh, two weeks from today. Um, joining me to talk about that, he's one of the premier handicappers that you will find anywhere. He is a two-time Super Contest winner. You can find his work on uh, pregame.com. Steve Fezzik joining me on CBS Sports Radio. So, Fez, when the news came down about Andrew Luck last night, were there people sprinting to the books out there to try to to try to try get in a last minute? Like, hey, Colts making the playoffs. No, plus 155. How quickly do, do the sports books react to something like this? Yeah, usually it takes a few minutes. And if you get the information right away, tickets go as written. And I know guys that were able to play the Colts you know, under the nine and a half season wins, no to make the playoffs, um, head-to-head Colts versus other teams um, in terms of how many games that they were going to win. So there was about a three- to five-minute window of opportunity. Unfortunately, I was on my way to a party. My phone blew up with texts, and I was like, yep, take take an hour off and cost you $3,000. Oh, well. That's, okay, well, you, you just brought up a number there. Then That was going to be my follow-up question, Fez, is – when something like that happens, is it just an automatic whatever your whatever your max bet is in terms of money management? Whatever your max bet is, is that an automatic? If there's a little hole in the market like that, briefly, that it that's a max bet automatically because of the value that you're getting. Yeah, absolutely, and it really answers the question nicely. People, there's a debate: should you bet the same on every bet, or should you vary your bet size? And I'll come up strong on this: people who say you should bet the same on every bet have no idea what they're doing. All right. Now, it's not a bad idea if you're a recreational better to bet the same because just betting small is a good idea to keep yourself out of trouble because you probably have the worst of it. But I can tell you that if you're a pro better, I would say once every week or so, there should be a bet that is a, oh, my God, it's too good to be true, but it is true, but it's not going to last more than a minute. i got to get down now, darn it, now. And the Andrew Luck news was a great example. Same thing with week one. You could There were places that you could bet the Chargers and still lay minus three and a half against um, Indianapolis as well. That was still up in a couple of places. Yeah, so Steve Fezzik joining me from pregame.com. Um, so let's talk about this, Fez. What was the impact specifically to the Indianapolis Colts, to their odds to win the Super Bowl? What happened in the AFC South? Give us an idea of how the market reacted to this. Yeah, so the season win number in the Colts had been sitting at 10. They had been the clear favorite of the four teams to go ahead and to win the division. And um, I believe that they were still at you know a slight plus money. But um, the, right after the news hits, their season win number gets brought down to 7.5, which frankly I still think is a half game too high. I make it 7. And their odds of winning the division, they go from the favorite to being the number four choice and I saw, I think, a 6-1 to one out there. And frankly, I think it's uh, short because clearly they're the worst team in the division right now. Okay. That, now, it's interesting you say that because what, what are your thoughts on Jacoby Brissett? What was Andrew Luck worth to the Colts? And what's, uh, where does Jacoby Brissett now stack up among starting quarterbacks in the NFL? Yeah, so I was taking a look at my quarterback stack ranks. I got them 1-32. to 32, And just to give you an idea, number 25 is Dalton. He's clearly better than Flacco. Then Keenum, Josh Allen's 28. You notice the pattern here, Sean. We, we haven't gotten to Brissett yet. And we get the number 29, Lamar Jackson, and then Kyler Murray at 30, and then Eli, 
and then Rosen. And so I think we put Brissett right with um, right with Baltimore there with Jackson, right about number 29. Interesting. So so pretty much at the bottom of the league. So how many points was Andrew Luck worth? What what, what would a healthy Andrew Luck had been worth if he were playing for the Colts in week one? A, a six-point adjustment. I like to just say six points is what the worth is. And, and Brissett's a very good backup quarterback. He's right there with a, a Hoyer, a Bridgewater, Tannehill, Simeon. Um, but the bottom line is Lux my number two rated was my number two rated quarterback. The reason it's not going to move nine points is because the line was three against the Chargers. So you're moving through the key numbers of three, four, six, and seven, and that's why it's probably going to only settle in at about a seven and a half when it was so four and a half point adjustment, but through a lot of key numbers. So it sounds like you think this is going to be not, obviously not only bad for the Colts long term because this was their franchise quarterback. But it's going to have a detrimental effect, a, a severe one. We know it's going to be detrimental because Brissett is not luck. But you think the effect, it sounds like, is going to be pretty severe, it sounds like, in 2019. Fez, am I, am I accurate on that? Oh, absolutely. So what, Because Indianapolis, now with my power rating, they should win seven games instead of ten games. But what's going to happen come December? Instead of being all in, trying to play games and looking to win the division and getting home field advantage... Now when the Colts are sitting at 5-9, and nine, all of a sudden you're just looking to the future and playing out the string. So it wouldn't surprise me if the magnitude of this isn't greater than what my pricing has just based upon the difference in the quarterbacks. Yeah, it's interesting because they play in a division where I know Deshaun Watson's in that division, but I'm not wild about Foles and Mariota. Tennessee, I think, is kind of a mess. You know, it's interesting, Fez, because the, the sharp guys like you have your quarterback power rankings I would be curious if we just broke down a roster to be quarterback and then everything else. If you were to rank the everything else, you know, the rest of the roster, are the Colts one of the better, maybe upper third of the league teams? Do they have one of the better rosters now that Chris Ballard has kind of given it a makeover the last couple of years? I don't think so. Um, okay. the, the best evidence I can give of that is they had the number two rated, my number two rated quarterback. So if they had one of the best rosters, they should have been power rated at the very top of the NFL. Mm. And I only had them power rated before the injury as being, I believe, the seventh best team. So um, that speaks to them having, you know, pretty much yeah, an, an average roster, nothing more. Okay. Steve Fezzik joining me from pregame.com. Can you remember when we've seen anything remotely close to this, Fez, by the way? Just a, a quarterback, 29 years old, in his prime. MVP candidate just up and leaving and up and leaving two weeks before the season. Is there anything remotely close uh, that, that you can remember in your handicapping career that had this big an effect right before a season started? Well, obviously we've had quarterbacks up and leave for a year. So in, in Indianapolis, this happened with, um, with luck right. before, but never, you know, retiring. I can't, I can't remember it. Yeah. Crazy. Steve Fezzik joining me on the show. All right, Fez. So let's dig into some of what's been going on. Uh, around the NFL. Um, this trend that you outlined to the listeners last week, which I'm going to ask you to do again because we have new people listening every week, but this this trend of good preseason game coaches is continuing to just blow up and make people money. Yeah, so um, basically going into the season, we had four coaches that did great in the preseason. They were plus five against the spread in terms of their historical results. And we had two coaches that we didn't like going into the preseason. They were minus five or worse. And if you had just been blindly betting on this stuff, Sean, you are 14-1-1 against the spread. Wow. Betting on Harbaugh and Baltimore, betting on Gruden and Oakland, Zimmer and Minnesota. Okay, I saw the game. Put an asterisk by that. Very fortunate cover. Uh, <laughs> Seattle and Carroll, another easy win. And the two coaches to bet against, Atlanta, Quinn, 
And the Cowboys, um, Garrett, well, that's the cover. They, we finally got one of these teams to do the opposite of what they've done historically with Dallas. And I want to talk about Quinn and Atlanta. I don't know if you, if you caught wind of this, but back on Thursday, Quinn played his fifth-string quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. No Schaub, no Sims. Bankert is hurt. And he just played Danny Etling, who they acquired from New England. And I still can't figure out why. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Well, uh, Matt Schaub is – where does Matt Schaub stack up among backup quarterbacks, Fez? He looks shot. Yeah, he's, he is not good. So if I take a look at – Matt Ryan is my number eight rated quarterback. He's only number eight stack ranked. But I have him worth seven points because I hate Matt Schaub. <laughs> well, you're, you're resonating with my Houston audience right now. Uh, Fez, Steve Fezzik, pregame.com, joining me on the show. What's your over-under on Daniel Jones? What week he becomes the regular starter for the New York Giants? I'll go ahead and set it at six and a half weeks. You want to go over or under? I will go. I'm going to go over just because I'll believe it when I see it. They, they just seem so attached to Eli, but he's looked really good in the preseason so far. Yeah, Daniel no Jones. Yeah, no doubt about it. The one only concern I have is there was two plays against the Bengals where he didn't feel the blindside pressure. He got uh, strip sacked on one. He got rid of it split second before. That's the only concerns I have at all with him. The other preseason angle, I think, from this past weekend, Fez, was on Thursday night where Green Bay and Oakland played a game up in Winnipeg, and they had to shorten the field because of there were there were holes in the field from the CFL goalposts that they had to have removed. It was just it was a mess and they played the game on an 80-yard field. Were you surprised that the that the books took action on this game or did you expect it to be taken off the board? They they wound up leaving it up on the board. Yeah, and I think basically we all got caught surprised by this circumstance and that's another example of a bet that you absolutely have to bet way more than you normally would. That total had dropped from like 41 down to 38. And with good reason, both teams weren't playing their starters and the field conditions were poor. And normally that's good for the under. Well, this is the rare case, Sean, where bad field conditions are good for the over because when it's only an 80-yard field, that's about an eight-point adjustment, I would think. And the pros just slammed over 38, over 39, closed 40 and a half in the final minutes before kickoff. But it's difficult because you hear like an unconfirmed report on Twitter, the game's kicking in four minutes. How much do you really want to bet until you actually get to see it with your eyes, right? Yeah, no kidding. So that's interesting. So the, it wound up being bet up from 38 by two or three points. But what you're saying is that the analytics of the whole thing say it should be about an eight-point adjustment? That's what I came up with. And think about that. Every time you get inside the 10-yard line, you get, you get a touchdown. And you don't have to run any plays, so you don't have to run any, any clock. You can see how significant that is. Interesting, interesting. Steve Fezzik, pregame.com, joining me on CBS Sports Radio. Fez, last one before I let you go. When a baseball team is minus 550 or minus 600 like the Astros were this past week against the Tigers, um, I just threw a little something down on the Tigers just out of principle. I just can't – when a baseball game is plus 450, I almost have to do it out of principle. What were your thoughts when you saw those crazy numbers that the Astros – um, we're laying against the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, biggest upset in baseball in 15 years, and frankly, it might be the biggest in 50 years. Our database only goes back 15 years, cashing with Detroit plus 450. I think your instincts are good that when it gets reported to a team, hey, you guys are historically the worst, the biggest underdog of all time, that certainly is going to motivate you. Let me get on my soapbox for 10 seconds. The one thing that drives me crazy, Sean, is the people that parlay minus 450 and they're like, I'm, or minus 550, and they say, I'm not laying minus 550, so I'll put it in a parlay. Mathematically, it does not matter if it's in a parlay. You're still laying 550, so just don't do it. 
Yeah, well, and can you imagine if that's the one leg of the parlay that winds up torpedoing your your parlay? Just people get greedy sometimes. Um, Steve Fezzik, pregame.com, two-time Super Contest winner, one of the absolute best. Fez, really appreciate it. College football starts up next week, so uh, very very excited about that, and then NFL the week after that. You got anything on the way out the door, Fez, for the people? You know what? I have, um, yes, Pittsburgh, yes, will make the playoffs. It's obviously good news for them to have a, the Colts now no longer likely to make the playoffs you can get that at minus 110 pittsburgh will make the playoffs that's good that's interesting fez i appreciate it we'll do it again next week thank you take care sean